Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It was a strange and dreadful strife when life and death contended. The victory remained with life. The reign of death was ended. Holy Scripture plainly saith that death is swallowed up by death. Its sting is lost forever. Those are words from an Easter hymn, Christ Jesus Lay in Death's Strong Bands, written by Martin Luther. It's sung on Easter Sunday. It's the hymn of the day appointed for the second service on Easter Sunday, and we also play it over the carolin during the Easter season. If you live in town, you hear that playing. But when you hear this gospel reading appointed for this Sunday, it could easily be for the, today as well. And you see, there's a reason for that. Jesus is the Lord of life. He's the Lord of life who raises the dead, even as he himself has been crucified and is risen. And so this is who Jesus is. It's what he does. And knowing him and his work by faith through his word, you too have the victory over death. Now Luke is very vivid in his record of this event in the life of Jesus, and it's pretty short. But we see so much happening So even though this reading isn't very long, the image of what happened before you today is quite clear. Here again with the Holy Spirit inspired to be written down for you. Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow. And a considerable crowd from the town was with her. So this is quite something we see before us. Here's this young man who has died. And his mother, who has already lost her husband, are processing with a large crowd to the place of her son's burial. Death upon death. Weeping upon weeping and seen in this line of people. And so this is what Jesus, what his disciples, and this crowd who's following him, he had just worked some miracles, come upon them as they go into Nain, which is a derivative of a word for lovely or pleasant. But there's nothing lovely or pleasant in this sight that they meet as they're entering into the gate. It's far from it. It's something unpleasant. They see death. Now, in our day and age, we aren't accustomed to this sight because we like to push death to where we don't have to see it. We don't want to have to face it. And in turn, we don't want to think about that. So when we do have to see in our world, it's maybe an inconvenience, as maybe a funeral coach in a trail of vehicles is heading towards the cemetery and kind of our closest thing to a funeral procession. And it used to be standard practice to pull over to the side of the road out of respect, But it's not uncommon now, and I've even been sitting in the funeral coach with the funeral director before, to see then someone go zooming by in order to get to their destination quicker and not have to have that inconvenience of waiting the 90 seconds it takes for those cars to pass. So death isn't important. It's just a hiccup in our schedule, and if we can, we're going to circumvent our way around it. And then when it does come time to face death indirectly, either through a friend or a loved one, then we do try the best we can to simply just deal with it. We'll create whole institutions around the idea of separating the dying from other people. We'll lock them in private parts of the hospital. 
We'll create new buildings so that other people don't have to see it. And then we try to rationalize decisions to bring about death, saying we would rather focus on quality of life rather than quantity. And we try to dress things up so as to hide any semblance of suffering, ugliness, and finality to what is occurring. It's not to say that all these things are bad, but still it goes to this mindset that we don't want to have to face death. But then when the loved one has died, we don't want to use that word. But instead, we want to use more cheery-sounding euphemisms. And so instead then of mourning him or her at a funeral, we would rather have a celebration of life and think that we've moved beyond the whole funeral thing because that's just too much about death. And mourning would be somehow not the way the person would want things to be. We should be happy. But then you look at this reading from Luke, and there's something about it. There's no celebration when it comes to this site. Ask this widow what she was celebrating as her son was being prepared for burial, and probably as she remembered doing the same thing for her husband. Ask her what had happened to her boy, who she carried in her womb, who she gave birth to and she raised, or ask any parent, for that matter, who's lost a child. It's clear, and you see it right before you and what the woman is doing and what the whole crowd of people who followed. It's right there in front of her, and these people, and no amount of trying to smooth things over will help. Her son is dead, and there's no sweeping that aside. You see there's something else going on here. We don't see that this funeral procession just keeps going on. Because along with these crowds, someone is watching this happen. Someone sees her. Someone sees her dead son being carried out. And you see, this one who sees her knows exactly what is going on. And he knows the only answer to all of this. And so St. Luke records for us, And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. And so as this funeral procession is going out of the gates of Nain, as it had been obviously for days, uh, other times, as times before, Jesus is there that day. Life itself had come to that place. And he is the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. And where Jesus is, then death cannot be as well. Something must be done. Jesus doesn't just sit and watch this go by and say, oh, poor woman. No, he had compassion. He was moved to act in his very being as only he could do. And he comes up to this woman And what may appear to our ears to be a callous thing to say, Jesus speaks words of comfort. He says, do not weep. That is, do not weep anymore, woman, for there is hope in the midst of your mourning. For I have come to bring life to the world in the midst of death. And then we hear, he came up and touched the bear, and the bearers stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. You see, Jesus speaks and life is given. In that Old Testament reading, Elijah prayed to the Lord for him to raise, but Jesus says, arise. And that purpose for which he said his word is done. He, his will is to give life, and Jesus does just that. This boy is raised from the dead, and the Lord gives him back to his mother just as he had given her, given him to her in his, her, his mother's womb, Jesus gives life. 
And so with this vivid sight before us this day, we see that all of this is for you, dear Christian. See the miracle at Nain and know who Jesus is. And know what he has done. He is the Christ. Immediately after this reading, some disciples of John the Baptist come to Jesus and ask him if he is the one or are they to look to another. And so the response of Jesus to them was, Go tell John the Baptist what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Jesus is the Christ. He is God in the flesh who has had compassion on his people and who came down to save them. So seeing him stand here in this reading, you see Jesus work this miracle because he is the resurrection and the life. And as such, as the resurrection and the life, he is the one who has taken death on himself by becoming the bearer of your sin, the one dying for you. And so death is brought about because of sin. Without sin, there would be no death. Something that goes hand in hand with us trying to put death out of sight and out of mind is us doing the same thing with sin. And if we don't think it and know it, the two go together, and you can't avoid that fact. So the only answer for death is atonement for sin. The only way for there to be life is for payment for sin to be paid, and this is what Jesus did when his righteous life was offered up as a sacrifice to the Father to make payment for you as this only son. And his mother stood watching him suffer and die and yielded up his spirit and died. And so by his wounds you have been healed. The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So with all of this, then, we see that death is ugly. Death is terrible, and it's against how God created his creation to be. The natural thing, according to what God creates, is to live. And so there's no putting this away. And so as Christians, we mourn death. And you see, as we mourn death, we repent. We turn from our sin, for we know that the wages of sin is death. We know that apart from Christ, we deserve to be forever in hell, in that place where Jesus says there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. That place where there is no more said, do not weep. Where comfort is non-existent. And so we call a thing for what it is. And find our only hope in the one who has conquered death for us. We cling to Jesus in faith as we hear his word. Cling to our baptism and feast at his supper. And we have hope even as we mourn. And that hope, even in mourning does not grow dim or does not fade away. And so hear this word of God today and see death for what it is and fix your eyes on Christ crucified. See him as the one who is risen and see life in the midst of death. And so in closing today, hear this word of God pre preached by C.F.W. Walther, the first president of the Missouri Synod. I was reading through this the other day and it's just wonderful. Here as he lays before you Christ and what awaits you because of him and find a name. Find a lovely place here in God's church. And see the lovely future beauty which is in the life to come. And so he wrote, Ponder, my dear Christian, how great, how irresistible his power must be against whom even the might of death itself is merely weakness. 
Do you have reason to be worried that the host of Christ's enemies will in our day finally erase his church from the earth? Ah, uh, no. Christ has till now so powerfully protected his church that it cannot go down. Moreover, he will also do it. He will rescue his honor and foil all the weak who revolt against him. Therefore, if you are weak in your faith, go in spirit to Nain. See how Christ himself seizes death by its jaws and took his plunder from him. Rejoice that you believe in such a great Savior who speaks and it is done, who commands and it stands fast. And, my dear Christian, if you are attacked by your sins, if you are anxious for comfort because of your misdeeds, run quickly to Nain. There you will find comfort. Bear in mind that he who can conquer death must also be the Lord of sin. For death is the payment of sin, and sin is the sting of death. Therefore, in firm faith, hold fast to Jesus Christ. In him you will find the forgiveness of all your sins, and him victory over all the foes of your soul, and him grace, life, and salvation. If you are frightened of death, if you must weep at the grave of your loved ones, you also hurry in spirit to name. Jesus Christ, who turned tears of sorrow into tears of joy, can also dry your tears. As certainly as the widow again embraced her dear son, so through Christ's miraculous power you must someday also joyfully embrace your loved one who died in the faith. A blessed morning will come when Christ will say to all his own on a new earth and in a new heaven, Weep not, all sorrow is now ended. I have conquered for you. Rejoice with me, there will be no more separation, no more departure. And finally, my dear Christian, if the thought of your own last hour worries you, take the word of Christ into your heart. Young man, I say to you, arise. Behold, as at this word death fled and life returned, so Christ has destroyed also your death and brought life and immortality to light also for you. Just fall peacefully asleep. Jesus watches. You will someday awaken, and then there will be no more death. For the first death will be gone. Hallelujah. Amen.